Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. The people have spoken. And shockingly, I'm the best. Welcome to the LEO podcast. I'm your host and number one fantasy footballer, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. It's at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. And ashamed of himself, still in denial. I'm here as always with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon, spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, loser? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Um, you know, it's something you definitely never want to say when you're a content creator about your fans, but... Everyone let me down. Um, when I see each and every one of you in person, I will chastise you for publicly humiliating me. Um, I'm not in a good mood about it. It could get worse. It could get worse after today. Um, you actually, you sound like, you sound like, like your life, like in your life, you just lost a wide receivers coach. Like you sound really upset about it. So, um, and unfortunately, trying to claim the win as well, which there are no such thing as ties in college football. Therefore the win goes to the home team uh, with us again is producer Seth. If you haven't already done it, you can block him on Twitter. It's at say five S E T A H five. What's up, Seth? I'm the best. Okay. Mute. Um, all right. Some quick updates. As I hinted a little bit earlier, we didn't lose a wide receivers coach, believe it or not, the program is still up and running. Um, and we hired a new one, Brandon, former Dallas Cowboys wide receivers coach, Adam Henry. What do you know about this guy? You know anything? He coached CeeDee Lamb. I don't know. CeeDee Lamb had a pretty good season. Yeah. He also coached a guy named uh, Amari Cooper. He also coached uh, Odell Beckham, Sterling Shepard. Um, forget Cedric Wilson. Oh, yeah. Don't forget Cedric Wilson. Don't forget that. Um, okay. So the guy, it, it, this seems to be going over much better than the, <laughs> the running backs coach did. Um, so that's good, I guess. And, uh, co-offensive coordinator too, Brandon, which has got to make you feel a little bit better, right? I mean, I feel like the way they hand out between the IU basketball team and the IU football team, everyone just co everything, right? Like, I mean, it just, you're a co head coach and you're an associate head coach and you're a co it's awesome. Everyone loves everyone. So the last time he was in college, he was a past game coordinator for LSU. Um, Swing it. So maybe he'll just be a part of that. So real quick to go over his uh, his history. He was a player at McNeese State. Um, and then immediate he went to the NFL, I think, for maybe just a just a what do they say? A cup of coffee went in the NFL for a cup of coffee on some practice squads. Um, ended up back at McNeese State as a wide receivers coach and offensive coordinator as well. And then went to the NFL, went to the Raiders uh, for a few years and then back to college at LSU. And then back to the NFL. So the guy has coached outside of McNeese State, has coached at the top of each of the college football and NFL, where he coached for the 49ers, Giants, Browns, and most recently the Cowboys. If um, I had a chance to get away from Mike McCarthy, I would also <laughs> run away from Mike McCarthy. Yes. And uh, I couldn't find anything that said he was fired. Couldn't see anything. Found nothing that said he was let go. Um, so I... I don't know why he made the move. Um, you know, when Billy Zane gets on one of the boats in Titanic, yeah, I have a child. I that's what that guy's doing. Yeah. Well, probably. Does he have children? Does he need to, does he need to move to Bloomington for his children? Um, hopefully they're four-star recruits and he stays. That'd be great. Uh, okay. Keep going. Seth says um, just to <laughs> fill in a little bit on the Cowboys, their last two years as when he was a wide receivers coach, they finished seventh and third in the NFL in passing yardage. So just something, I'm sorry, not even in passing yardage, just in receiving yardage, which I guess would be the same thing. So um, there you go. Uh, 
I guess a piece of bad news, but I'm going to spin it into a piece of not so bad news. Um, Jabron Payne was allowed to get out of his uh, national letter of intent and he will be moving on. I would say transferring, but I guess he's not. He's just not going to play. Is that what Opening happens? Opening it back up. So does he, how can he, he can't be recruited, right? No. So he just comes as an unsigned um, 2022 recruit. So, I mean, he's just, he just can't play 2022. I'm assuming. Unless they no, can he, figure he's out just a way unsigned. to get him in. He's just unsigned. So something, I said this in our, in our group chat, something happened. So Seth, Seth kind of went on a tear after I said that, um, you know, he must not, he must know or must've had different expectations set for him after McCullough left the program. So maybe he was told he was walking right into a spot, um, would see a lot of playing time, but now with the transfers, with the freshmen we've had on the team that are now healthy, I don't know. Maybe he couldn't get a spot. Or maybe it's just because his running back coach left. Who knows? So I don't know. We don't need to sit here and, and dwell on that. We'll see how he does. We'll see where he goes. I wish him luck wherever he goes. But um, not a not a great look for him, I think, more than it is a, a look for the program. So um, cool. Well, let's get into it. Unless you have anything else to add, Brandon. No, I mean, the running back room's kind of it's unbalanced. Yeah. But it's okay. Sta- it's stacked. I mean, yeah. you got sh- senior Sean Siver- Shivers. Shivers. You got senior Josh Henderson. Mm-hmm. You have COVID junior year David Ellis. And you got redshirt freshman David Holloman and Trent Howland. Yep. And then you got complete wild card Jalen Lucas. Yeah. I mean, oh, I forgot about Jalen Lucas. It's Man, I'm very, excited. It's very possible he was RB7. It could have been. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing some decent stuff on some of the practice highlights that I'm watching. Now, granted, it's spring practice. So um, seeing Trent Howland out there, one, practicing and in pads is a good sign because he didn't you didn't see any of that last year. Um, and I'm excited about him. He's a big dude. Like, it's a big running back to have back there with some good speed from, from uh, what I remember. Did not see the field last year. Um, or if he did, it was very limited. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we have six running backs. Yeah. Yeah, That's... all scallies, all scallies, except for and, and only and only planning on two leaving. So, like at best, he you know, on, I guess at worst, he's RB seven this year and RB five next year. It could have been as simple as that. Everyone's blown up about his communication tweet and everyone because because everyone just wants to be controversial. It in my mind, it's very possible. He thought, hey, I'm a big dog. I was getting recruited by Alabama and Notre Dame, and now Indiana's telling me I'm RB7. Deuces. Like, I honestly, I like to believe it's just as simple as that. Yeah. Um, a piece of good news, I guess, on that front. Uh, Brady Foley, we got some good news on that. Did not know he was going to be a mid-year enrollee and is. So he's out there to play the tight end, the six foot five, six foot six, I'll give him uh tight end out of anderson out of anderson uh high school in cincinnati so um pretty good news on that front seems to give him a leg up and and may see the field here coming up in the fall so all right let's move on um wait 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 we also had a speaking of leg up we also got a walk-on punter oh yes walk-on kicker punter combo right correct yes uh from westfield is that where he's from yeah he picked us over baylor houston Washington State and West Virginia. All right. Rose Bowl, baby. We're coming. We are coming. All right. Here we go. We did fantasy offense last week. Brandon got smoked. So they we're going to do fantasy defense. This one was um, admittedly by everybody on the pod was a little bit tougher. Traditionally, IU hasn't had the greatest defenses. They're, they've been significantly better. Um outside of last year in the last i don't know when's alan get here the last six years um i mean we were talking almost like borderline if not in the triple digits every single year for 10 years consecutive before alan came in so um except for you know an occasional decent year and then it would fall off but we'll get into it same rules as last week um snake draft except we will switch the draft order. We will allow the loser to go first. Um, 
I'm sorry, we will let Brandon go first and draft his pick first in the way that we've got it set up. Two defensive linemen, they can be interior or exterior defensive linemen. Two linebackers, two defensive backs, corners or safeties. Um, a flex position, which could be anything. And then a puncher, you know, because we got to give punters some love at some point on the pod. Punters so. are real people. They are. Unlike redheads. <laughs> Please don't take offense to that. Any redheads that may be on. Oh, wait, redheads don't have souls. They are real people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Getting worse. Okay. Brandon, you've already announced your first pick. You're almost like the Jacksonville Jaguars are every year where you just tell everybody before the draft actually starts who you're taking. So do you want to break it down for everybody? I don't because I'm switching it up. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm not doing it just for producer Seth. I'm doing it because how could I not pick my favorite defensive player of all time? Okay. Right. Like he may not end up being, you know, the best pro player. He might not, you know, end up, you know, with all all the stats. But Micah McFadden was absolutely a a program changer, just a great A player, um, and just a joy to watch every year he was at IU. Um, I just can't say enough good things about the guy I'm gonna miss him more than any offensive or defensive player ever uh so with the number one selection I am taking Micah McFadden number one overall yeah just a quick overview on him sixth all time and tackles for loss in program history four picks three forced fumbles in his career 2020 second team all-american first team all-big 10 2021 second team all-big 10 which was a sham but that's fine um okay he is off the board micah mcfadden off the board early next up is seth and i know where he's going to go on this one yes former bear yeah didn't know he was an iu player found out about him as a bear and when they were saying iu football i was like that's impossible uh (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he was uh he was a shoot why am i blanking on the guy i think he was a florida guy who was opposite um they were two really good rush ends in the mid 2000s, 2003 pro bowler, three-time all big 10 player. I believe he's the all-time sack leader at IU as well. Yep. Um, but those, those years with the bears, that's what I remember. 2003 pro bowler. I believe that was with the bears and 2014 IU hall of fame inductee. So big pick there. Okay. Ottawa. Is that how you say it? Off the board. You're welcome. Man, where do I go here? Yeah, it's interesting. Do you take the best player on the board or do you take pretty much the next guy at the two positions? Because I think they fall off. This is to be an well, interesting back to back picks. I've got back to back. picks. Yep. yep. OK, give me Greg Middleton. Defensive end. Um, first team All-American, first team All-Big Ten 2007, third all-time in sacks at IU. He's a single-season sack leader with 16. Um, also first team All-Big Ten and second team All-American in 2008. Greg Middleton will be my starter at defensive end. Um, and then leading the defense. Uh, one of the possible names that was thrown out for my dog, Tevin Coleman, ended up winning. The other one was Tigre Scales. So starting at linebacker, I'm going to take Tigre Scales, third all-time for tackles and loss with 46. He's 10th all-time in tackles and 10th all-time for tackles in a single season at IU. Sixth all-time in total sacks. This might be the best player, bud. 2016 All-American, 2017 All-Big Ten, first-team player. And I think he's still floating around your Steelers a little bit, isn't he? Yes. On and off practice squad, he did play a few games when we were a little banged up. Surprisingly not... I mean, I guess I get it. Um, I thought he would be a really high-end draft pick. Kind of tailed off a little bit at the end of his senior year. Some of the size just isn't there. I was going to say the measurables weren't there. Another really good linebacker for our for this program and um, Tigray Scales off the board. Seth, what do you got, bud? Alex Brown was the other rush end for the Bears in that 03 season from Florida. There you go. That there was fucking the hell out of me. All right. Um, I'm going punter. Oh, no. 
This has gone straight to your heart, baby. This, you're taking the one punter on there that you did not think was a punter, did you? And he only you? has 33 and a half yards per punt. <laughs> oh, I don't no, care. No, I don't care. Oh. He, can throw, he can throw it a third of the time. Give me A-R-E. I want Antoine Randall <laughs> An absolute weapon there. You I know? know. Just an absolute weapon. I'm running punt, punt play action fake every single time. He's 24th all time in IU punting. I remember I was watching a Thursday night game. It was an ESPN game, maybe ESPN two against North Carolina state where he had a couple punts. And that was, I remember that to the day it was at my mom's house. It was great. Um, all right, Brandon back to back. All right. So I am going to take two NFL players. Okay. Um, I'm going to take, to, to shore up the interior of that these defensive line. We talk about it a lot on this podcast. You can have really good linebackers. You can have really good safeties, but if they're getting wore down um, without a good defensive line, you're just really tough to have a good defense. That's why I'm taking Darius Latham Ooh, good um, pick. with, with, good with pick. my pick. Um, you know, he, he did, he did make it on the Raiders. Didn't really stick around. Uh, but that guy, I mean, he has all the talent in the world. He's a big body, just really shoring up that um, interior defensive line um, and then sticking um, at the next level to shore up my linebackers. I'm going with the former or maybe current Dallas Cowboy, Chris Covington. Former. Um, so up the middle, I have Darius Latham, Micah McFadden and Chris Covington. I'm really like what I'm doing up the middle so far in this draft. A lot of recency bias on this team, which is fine. As I said, traditionally not a very good um, defense at IU, but with those three, that's a good start. Quarterback turned linebacker Chris Covington. Saw him play at quarterback at that terrible Bowling Green game that I went to. Um, crazy freak athlete. 2017 Defensive Player of the Year for IU. That was his breakout year, 12 tackles for loss, three sacks. Um, not the linebacker I thought would have that would have gotten drafted. I'm sorry. I just didn't see it, uh, but did. And it was very surprising. And he, from all I heard, you know, the whole time and in, in preseason, watching my preseason and a couple games that he played, and he looked pretty good. So Chris Covington off the board. Seth, where are you going? Uh, I think at this point you have the little ticker at the bottom of the screen saying Seth no longer knows any linebackers. Um, so I'm at a slight disadvantage here. Okay. Um, uh, there's one guy that I've circled from the get go. I might leave to you just so you can, it's more heart wrenching for you than it is for me. I'm going with Richard Fant oh, as a okay. DB. Okay. Richard Fant. A little off the radar here. Again, uh, 58 passes defended, 53 pass breakups, five interceptions, one return for a TD. I think he was all second team Big Ten in 16 and 17. And I want to say he had a brief stint with the Bears at one time. Yep. So there we go. I'm picking a bear. When in doubt. I'm not going to take him right now, but I know now that I just saw it, and now I know who you're talking about as far as pulling at my heartstrings. So I appreciate that. And I'll talk about that in just a second. I'll try not to cry. Um, I'm going to go ahead and shore up the defensive line. I'm going to take a guy that played, I want to say it was right after Greg Middleton. Um, on the other, I'm just going to, I'm not going to have any run defense up the middle. I'll let T Gray shut that down. So give me Jamie Curlew on the other end. Second, second all time in tackles for loss with 52 and a half. Third all-time at sacks at 23, nine forced fumbles, six fumble recoveries, and two-time All-Big Ten player, Jamie Curlew. Had a decent stint in the NFL, too. Didn't really pay too much attention to um, him while he was out there, but based on what I've read, a pretty decent stint out there as well. So, And here we go. Uh, my first corner off the board is probably one of my favorite corners to ever play football for IU. Um, until 2010 when he <laughs> tore my heart out and then stepped all over on his way to the end zone with Peyton Manning's football in his hand. Um, so I'm going to take Tracy Porter. 
Um, second all time at IU in interceptions, third all time in a single season. He had six in one season, which was 2007. He was second team all Big Ten. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to, I don't know, like you, have you ever had two completely separate emotions hit your body at the exact same time where it's like your favorite team is in the Super Bowl, And one of your favorite players at that time makes the game winning interception for the touch. It's just a terrible feeling. So So this is probably one third of that scale. But the only memory I can really remember that I had with that was um, I was really big into hockey in college because I went I was a lot of guys in my fraternity were Blackhawks fans. And also the Penguins were really good at that time, too. So I was watching a lot of hockey. And it was um, the world championships. It was um, the USA had gone on an insane run. Um, I forget the goalie. He was the goalie for the LA Kings and he had just been on an insane run. But then Sidney Crosby, who is arguably my second favorite athlete of all time, um, uh, scores the game winning goal for Canada against USA. So like, again, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in Bloomington at Kilroy's like cheering USA, USA. And then Sidney Crosby sinks a game winning goal against USA. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. Crosby, Crosby. All right, Sethers. What do you got? We can go real quick over your team. If you want defensive end, Ottawale Agulier, cornerback, Richard Fant, punter, Antoine Randall. <laughs> all right uh i'm taking there's this little country off the coast of taiwan taiwan oh. island oh no i'm going with taiwan mullen good luck throwing the football against this team yeah good i'll at least have at least have some strong corners here uh 2020 first team all-american also first team big 10 first team freshman all-american 2019 also big 10 um still hasn't put up i'd say the big eye-popping stats i think the sacks kind of pop out a little bit because he played a little inside a couple times and had some nice corner blitzes um but i think uh as oh god uh kimberly guilfoyle says the best is yet to come (laughs) so yeah last year obviously hurt a lot the three interceptions came in 2020 two of which were at michigan state um so yeah he's got a lot of a lot of to go two more years to play if he wants them and uh a lot of room to pad those stats in the next two years for sure but taiwan mullen off the board just for the record i was referring to shutdown island not like never mind okay just, okay let me do that like, out what whatever you, do. you want <laughs> let me do this just i'm not gonna all right so i i got an interesting play here I, I can take what i think is like kind of the last good defensive lineman or i can just go ball hawks i'm interested to hear who you think the last good defensive lineman is and i'm gonna go double ball hawk because we okay. found out in 2020 if you can turn the ball over that completely changes your defense. So I'm taking with no. my fourth pick. No, I am taking Denver Bronco, oh. Damar Johnson. Um, just oh absolutely just big play after big play. Um, he's a guy that, it, you know, if you're down a score or two and you need a stop, he's a guy that can go get you the ball. And that is super, super valuable. You want to go ahead and lay some stats on that? Uh, I don't have bracket. a ton of stats. 2020, all for all Big Ten first team. 2019 had the one of the coolest moments ever until later on in the game happened in the uh, Gator Bowl with the pick six. Um, now I don't think I've hugged Brandon so much in a, a 15 second span. Maybe not. Maybe I have. Um, four sacks for his career, seven interceptions uh, and two forced fumbles. The guy was just, just ever, I don't have his tackle totals in front of me, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's insane for playing really like a full two years, 2019 and 2020 were his only two years where he saw a full amount of playing time on the field. So uh, one of my favorite players uh, for sure of all time. 
but that one that one stinks so you stole that one away from me but what it let you have it that's fine yeah all right what's next so here i'm going another one a guy with nine career interceptions seven fumble recoveries 28 pass deflections and 275 tackles but it's really those 16 turnovers dang it 19 if you count his forced fumbles I'm taking Jonathan Crawford as my other pick. You know, you just look up that gut. Yeah, I I may not have any corners. I may not have any DNs, but I have Latham, Covington, McFadden, Crawford, and Johnson. I mean, you want to build up the middle, and it doesn't get building up the middle much more than that. Just run the Um, football outside. There's nobody going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) But Jonathan Crawford, you said it, eighth all-time in interceptions. He made all Big Ten every season. One of the teams uh, in all four years that he played started every game from 2015 to 2018. You said the tackles, two sacks, eight eight tackles for loss, 19 takeaways, one pick six, seven forced fumbles, three – I'm sorry, seven fumble recoveries, three forced fumbles – 19 passes defended and two blocked kicks. I mean, that dude was a stat stuffer. He's one of, I think, of just a handful of players to play over 50 games uh, for IU football, too. So that one stinks. That one's off the board. That's great. Awesome. Cool. Uh, Seth, you're up. All right. You have. Oh, we already just did it last time. You're yeah, here. we're so, good. Yeah. Uh, this is the guy who I think Brandon was referring to when he said it was the last D lineman. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Victor Arianjo. No. Oh, dang. All right. Okay. I just remember him from like the last phase of the fun Rams teams when they were in St. Louis. Um, he was always like a 69 rated player. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, but a 2005 second team, uh, all big 10, 13 and a half sacks, 31 tackles for loss, big body. Big boy, big body, big player. Yep, really under the radar player for IU of, as far as all time goes. Um, big stud out of uh, Brooklyn, I think he's out of Brooklyn, New York, or maybe that was uh, Akulia. I can't remember which one, but yeah, big time player, a player that I had actually kind of forgotten Chicago. about. Chicago, that's for sure. Um, somebody I had forgotten about um, until I did the research for these players. So there you go. All right. So my defensive line is taken so far with Greg Middleton and Jamie Curlew. We've got Tigray Scales, Tracy Porter. Oh, you know what? Never saw the guy play once in my entire life. But on the other, the other side of the, uh, the linebacking crew, I'm going to go with a guy named Van Waiters. So the people over 40 that are listening to this may have watched him play at some point. Second all-time in sacks at 25. Second for most sacks in a single season with 14. He's tied for the most sacks in a single game with four. 2010 Indiana Hall of Famer. First team, all Big Ten in 86 and 87 when I was born and won. And then (laughs) second team All-American in 1987, Van Waiters. Brandon, you ever heard of that guy? Uh, Nope, not until I did the research today. There you go. There you go. My linebacker crew is set. Okay. On the other defensive back. Give me another guy I've never heard of. But after reading about him, I think I love him. Defensive back and punt returner Tim Wilbur. First all time. All over the stats. Yes. Like literally, you can't miss him. No, he's crazy. I think he had, I didn't write down his punt return stats because we're not picking him as a punt returner, but. He's kind of impressive as a defensive back. He is first all time with 19 interceptions in his career at IU. First all time in season interceptions with eight. Um, the 1979 Holiday Bowl MVP, All Big Ten in 1979 and 1980, and second team All American in 1980. So Tim Wilbur holding down the other corner spot for me. Wilbur. All right, <laughs> all right Sethers. I'm Good going luck. flex. Going flex on me. I'm going Greg Heben. No, Greg Heben. Like All Greg I know Heben. about him, nine career interceptions. And he can dunk. That's what you allege. Well, I've I seen, seen, it. seen it. I've seen Brandon's <laughs> seen it. 
I've seen it. He can dunk. Very good dunker, actually. For being not so big of a guy, very good dunker. Yeah, he's, he's a good friend of mine. Um, he is Sasha's uh, uh, old co-worker, and them, I, they're engaged. Her, uh, she won a national championship at Marion. They, they are just an incredible couple. Greg is a great guy. And Seth, you needed a playmaker. You needed a guy that could that could take the ball 80 yards the other way. And Greg's one of the most athletic people I've ever um, shared a field, court, et cetera, with Greg. And, and he's an A-plus guy. Could you imagine him on a good defense? Or just on – I mean, he's been on yeah. some good – some decent IU teams. So um, some really good offenses, but just trash defenses. And he was one of the few – out there making the plays so he was uh, going to be my flex if you did not grab him yeah yeah me too me too that's that's you know when he goes off a guy goes off a board in a draft God, dang. yeah you guys have done it to me the entire time so um okay what do you got brandon you uh we'll just break it down for everybody listening brandon has one defensive line spot available a flex and a punter so yeah, I'm you guys got me worried about my secondary. So I think I'm gonna take the last, at least at least what I think is the last good corner. And this is guy goes a little underrated, yet he has 157 tackles, 33 pass breakups, including 21 his junior year. Not really an interception guy, not really a sack guy, but just just really solid on some bad defensive teams. He was the lone bright spot. I'm taking Tim Bennett. Do you remember oh, Tim my Bennett? Goodness, those teams were awful defensively, and he was like the only good guy on that entire defense. Yep. He played at IU from 2011 to 2014. He was insane. He was second team All Big Ten his junior year. Um, didn't quite have the senior year that I think we all wanted, but again, was really hard on a really atrocious defense. Mm -hmm. So you guys kind of talked me into, he wasn't going to be on it, but just the way it played out, I, I needed some semblance of a corner. Um, so I'm taking Tim Bennett. Any, any comment there, Bragg? No, I mean, that's a, that's a good pick. That's not somebody I even had on my list. I started thinking like, where were you going to go? Just reading those stats. I thought pretty maybe, solid stats, right? For, yeah. for some bad defensive teams. I thought maybe you were going Nick Polk, but not, I don't, Tim Bennett. Tim Bennett, that's a good pick. I don't mean to throw Nick Polk out there. I guess you don't have an available spot for him, but I do not. I do not. And Give then my years. last is oh, kind sorry. of a jab at Purdue. Hold um, on just a second. Seth, what was that? What years was Tim Bennett there? 11, 11 14. Okay. Yep. Number 23. Go ahead. And then my 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 last one here. 24, sorry. Um, is is number eight from Centerville, Ohio. Again, he, he was only on the team for two or only made stats for two years, but he's a big boy. Again, I'm really trying to solidify that inside of that defense. Had 71 tackles for a D tackle. His senior year, I'm going with Adam Replogle. Oh, um, good pick. You know, so again, I got, I like what the interior of my defense looks like with Darius Latham and Adam Replogle. I was really between him and Nick Majeri. Um, I have no pass rush. I have zero pass rush right now. Uh, but that's not what I'm defense is for. My, my defense isn't to get to the quarterback. It, it's to really shut things down in the secondary. Um, and, and go sideline to sideline with the linebackers. So I'm going um, for kind of my last defensive spot. I'm going D-tackle Adam Replogle. Oh, boy. All right. I am down to two linebacking spots. And as You've I've got already some good admitted, ones left. There's, got... there's linebackers. There's, I have three linebackers left on my board. I, I only have two. So he's using the same board as me. And I only I was have say... two left. And one of them, he's... One of them you're probably going to laugh at, Brandon. The other one is the all-time leader in tackles. So, oh yeah, I'm going to pick up him. both these bad okay. boys. Don't okay. you worry. Can you please uh, make sure you read every note that I wrote down? Oh, I was going to say I will be reading the notes verbatim, a la okay. uh, Ron Burgundy here. Okay. So, with the first one, 
this is purely for my own enjoyment matt mayberry again no idea what years he was here don't know if he was inside linebacker outside linebacker doesn't matter leader. because leader huge neck that's the first point. Second point, 10 and a half career sacks. And number three, tied for most sacks in a single game with four. Um, but the huge neck is highlighted, bold, underlined, and uh, in a different color, so it stands out. So want, apparently, hold on, hold on. Neck. I will show, I will share my screen so that they could see why I said huge neck. The guy, the guy is a beast. Like he's like a bodybuilder like not really a bodybuilder but he was like a specimen look at the class with neck. matt mayberry super nice guy look at that neck dated a he's either, right there i think he dated either a swimmer or a diver matt mayberry was was like you want to talk about some bad defenses that he was on some bad defenses but it wasn't his fault that dude was, I remember him being really good. There's a picture of Jamie Curlew down there at the bottom too. He gave it a hundred percent. He did. Sure. He did. Uh, and then I believe the next guy that kind of filled in for him was Jeff Thomas. Do you remember Jeff Thomas, Brandon? I don't. Uh, he made a big time interception against Purdue in the end zone. 2010. Well, Mayberry was on the Chicago bears. I didn't know that. Yeah. He, I'm telling you, he was a stud. I, what did you say? Uh, his sack numbers, Seth? 22 and a half. Yeah, he was. He was no, no, no. 10 no, and a half sacks. career sacks. He's tied for most and a half in a single game with with four. So the guy the guy had a pretty decent career at IU leader on the field. That's a decent pick. All right. Take the other one. Oh, wait, no, you're not up. Yeah, you got to go twice. Yeah, so go ahead. Fogel's gone. I need. Um, a flex. And a puncher, and then I'm done, right? Is that it? Yep. Yep. Oh, Seth, I'm going to take him. Got him. I'm going to take him. Got you're going gonna to have to think. You're going to have to think of you made a bad move. Why did you do that? <laughs> if he needs a linebacker, I got one. At my last flex position, I'm going to take a guy named Joe Norman. Um, Joe Norman is first all time at IU in tackles. Tackles in a single season and tackles in a game. He's <laughs> an absolute monster that I've never seen play again. If you guys have seen him, uh, please comment whenever we put this out. Uh, tell us how good he was. Second round draft pick by the Seattle Seahawks. Um, that's that's all I know about him. Uh, I could not find whether or not he was on any All-American teams. Brandon, I don't know if you have any of that information. I'm sure I he was. Not. With those sure stats, I'm sure that he was on something and all Big Ten and all that good stuff. So um, do do not take the second player that Brandon put on that chat. If you take that second player, that's I can't I was never a big fan of him. But yeah, go ahead. All right. All right, Seth, you're up. You need a linebacker and a defensive lineman. No, just a linebacker. Or just a linebacker. Who was your yeah. second defensive lineman? Uh Ottawale and Victor. Oh, okay. That's right. Oh, the all man. names team. The all names team. That's right. Um, I am going out of left field here, and you guys have completely turned on him. But he's going to be a hell of a coach one day. He's going to be molding young men, teaching them up the game. Oh, right? oh coach's kid. Are you? We're going coach's kid. Okay. That's right. Yeah, I like him. Um, he has limitations and didn't really bounce back from his injuries last year. Um, but he filled in really well in 2020 uh, in limited roles. Um, but yeah, I think he's uh, as far as I'll go with a character pick on this one. Okay. The kind of guy you want on. You need team. leadership. You need special teams, you know? Oh, goodness. So CTA junior. <laughs> gotcha. All right, cool. There's some decent names left on the board. Um, oh, wait a minute. I didn't take my punter. Yeah, you didn't so take that your technically punter. Technically, doesn't count. Give me yeah, Tom that Allen. Threw me off. Okay. Give me, give me Thomas Allen as my punter. Um, <laughs> no, I'll take uh, I'll take the most recent punter with some decent success. I'll take my mate uh, Hayden Whitehead as my punter, fourth all time in punting yards, with an average of forty one point four yards per punt. Now um, I will take CTA junior. Now you take, there we go. Now if for people keeping score, that's 
and it cost Seth. What what happens when that happens? You like miss your. I, uh, I lose nothing. a seventh next year. Yeah, you lose a seventh in the next pick. Okay, so next round. It's cool. All right, let's do it. Yeah. So then my last punter, I'm going to take Eric Toth. He held for some really good, some really big kicks um, there. So I'm, I'm going to take Eric Toth. He's got a career 41 yard average. He punted for almost 10,000 yards over 240 kicks. It's a lot of kicks, like a, like a lot, a lot of kicks. Um, Eric Toth. Yeah. Good pick. I I think in, I may be wrong here. He might have been the one that punted into the helmet of our own lineman against Wisconsin. So I don't, I think that's why I kept him <laughs> off of my list. Um, but it, it, that could be incorrect. That could have been Joseph Gideon. Is it, was that his name? Gideon, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> one of those two did, and it was. It was not a good moment for me to be around other people while I was watching that game. Okay. Uh, we will post these um, teams again. Seth will put them on Twitter. Seth will. <laughs> Seth, Seth is shaking his head. No, Seth will uh, put it on Twitter. Seth will also put a poll up again so everybody can vote and vote for me. If I don't win this, I went with all There's name no recognition. way that you win this. I have. Like, I went the- the first all-time interceptions, first all-time tackles in my flex position. Like, yeah, but nobody no knows way. your players. Nobody I knows know your- I don't know them. The record books know them. I don't know them. So, yeah, there you go. All right. Well, speaking of things people don't know, it's not this. Everybody knows about the Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10 LEO10 at checkout. That was smooth, bro. That's like some Barry White. That was pro. Now, do you guys know who Barry White is? Dad used to play that crap. Yeah. Uh, back to the show. Brando. Randos. All right. Definitely a defensive flair today. Um, and Seth, you can definitely include, um, you know, Purdue in your answers. We'll, we'll, we'll allow it. Um, so who is your favorite defensive player all time? Could be college or pro. Bragg, who is it? Oh, my Tracy favorite Warner. defensive player all time. Um, good ends for the Colts. Well, that's where I was. I was going there. I mean, I don't know. You gotta like. I gotta narrow it down. It's IU Pod. I'll pick an IU player. Um. See, I'm not. I'm going Troy Polamalu. You've got the. You've got the big personality. The big, you know, commercials, all that stuff. If we're gonna do, if we're gonna do everything together, all my favorite defensive player of all time is Bob Sanders. It's the only defensive player jersey I've ever owned. So that's who I'm, that's who I'm going with. Bob Sanders, former Colt, there former Hawkeye. Uh, my first one was Rod Woodson. Nice. So that's yeah. just <laughs> Purdue pick or pro as well. Well, that was he was a pro when I knew about him, and then I liked him more when I found out he was a Purdue guy. Gotcha. He looked very good in black and gold and black and black and silver, and yellow or whatever, and black and silver. Um, and then. My real one, which I regret a little bit now because he hasn't quite aged, uh, Brian Urlacher. He's aged yep. fine. He's well, just the whole like hair, lost, he's a lost hair his hair and guy. got yeah. his hair back. Yeah, it's, it yeah. hasn't. In a weird way, it's made him age poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, I mean, to, to go to my first overall pick, I mean, Mike McFadden is for sure my favorite IU um defensive player all time i'm so torn on favorite iu i love them all i think if i like had to pick one if like you gunned ahead i had to buy a jersey it'd be like uh maybe jamar johnson i don't know i just i like his number was he what number 20 22 it's kind of a badass number i think he was 16 his freshman year i remember he made a an interception in the back corner of the end zone against rutgers and then he switched to 22 the rest of his career. Yeah. And he, and he tried to fight that, that guy I hate on Michigan. Um, so that's always going to get me brownie points. 
So cool. Good question. What's next? So speaking of plays, what is your most memorable defensive play of all time? Um, and then what's your most memorable IU or Purdue defensive play of all time? Oh, my most memorable. Well, well you guys think, what do you guys think of it? I've got, I'll, I'll I've say got both. It. Okay. You can go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so mine was definitely in, in the Super Bowl, the Steelers versus the Cardinals, James Harrison's pick six out of the end zone, stumbling and tumbling his way all the way in right before <laughs> halftime. Um, that was, that was unbelievable. It ended up really being um, the thing that kind of won him the game. Um, if you look at the final score, um, I mean, obviously San Antonio's homes um, toe tap, but that was just incredible. James Harrison is not known as a uh, coverage defender at all. Um, so that was totally unexpected and just a, just a wild play um, in the Super Bowl. And then another interception, another pick six. Uh, and it, it didn't result in a win, but it was a rainy day. I had my Penn State friends visiting, bragged through an amazing tailgate. That was Mark Murphy's 47-yard touchdown return. The game was so boring. Like it was punt after punt after punt. Um, but again, this, this, it was seven to six. It actually gave us the lead, um, to where we, we sadly, uh, IU did not win the game there in 2016. Um, but Mark Murphy's 47 yard touchdown is probably the IU defensive play that I, that I remember and always go to the most. All right. So my most memorable defensive play will be played via a radio call. See if this works. Takes the snap, sets him, sets him, throws one over the knee, intercepted! We're going to the Super Bowl! We're going to the Super Bowl! Marvin Jackson with the interception! He picked off Tom Brady! The Colts had it at the 40-yard line with 16 seconds to go! There you go. Marlon Jackson interception, AFC Championship game, 2006. Best it wasn't Ron. It wasn't seen. Ron. Uh, not Ron Harper. Who was your? Who's the guy who uh, picked up Jerome Bettis's fumble for the Colts? Oh, um, Harper. Nick, Nick, Harper. Nick Harper. He was stabbed by his girlfriend the day before that game. And I wish Andrew he wouldn't Shank have played. It. If he wouldn't have played, he would have scored. There's no reason why Roethlisberger should have taken him down in an open field. When you're it's a corner, the, it's my number one Col Colts defensive play that I think of is that fumble fumble return. I can tell you where I was when that was. I was at my buddy's. I was in his dorm room. Um, we were we after a real heavy night of drinking. I decided to stay down in Louisville and continue watching this game. And I was like, this game's over. About to go. About to just be done. About to go shower. About to peace out. We're going to get out of here. And then that happened, and uh, yeah, and then our liquored up kicker went out there and kicked it into uh, like somebody's neighborhood backyard in Carmel. Um, and then uh, most memorable college defensive play. Um, believe it or not, there's been quite a few, but the last one that really sticks with me, we talked about. I talked about earlier, 2019 Gator Bowl. I guess it would have been 2020. Uh, Gator Bowl, Jamar Johnson, um, pick six against Tennessee. Yeah, it was awesome. It was Seth awesome. Seth? Uh, Mike Brown for the Bears, I think it was 2002, had back-to-back game-winning overtime pick sixes, um, which, was, uh, which was insane back then. Um, and then Purdue is not necessarily known for defensive plays. So this was tough for me. Um, I think there was an interception in the Rondale, uh, Rondale Moore. I was going to say the Ohio, Ohio State, State game. game yeah, where I think it was Marcus Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Number 21 had a pick that either clinched it or swung the momentum where it was finally like. It was where it right. just was. This game is toast. That's yeah. what this was like. This is there's no way in hell that with all that momentum, I think it was right after the Rondell Moore touchdown, the one where he caught it and broke the play. He didn't yeah. really break tackles. He just like slithered Zigged and zagged yeah, through like everything. slithered his yeah. way around everything and got to the end zone. And I think it was the very next drive where your quarterback um was that him? No, that wasn't Fields. That would have been. Yeah, I think it would have been Fields. No. Yeah, it was Fields. Not, no, guys, that wasn't Fields. That was um, 
Haskins? Was it JT Barrett? Mm. I think it might have been. It definitely wasn't Fields. Fields only played for two years, and that wasn't two years ago. It was Rondell Moore's freshman year, so it would have been Haskins three or four years ago. It was either Haskins or JT Barrett. So, okay, Brandon, anything else? Those are good questions. Yeah, but one last one. Um, if you since we covered uh, offense last week, defense this week, if you could choose the play, offense or defense, what would you choose and what position? I always liked playing defense when I played football. I always liked play. I we I played linebacker. Um, there's not as much, well, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to be a quarterback. Like I've always dreamed of being a quarterback. Of course. But, right. uh, it, to be non-cliche, I would say defense and I'll, and I'll be like a McFadden type linebacker. Gotcha. Seth. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a DB, uh, and I hated it because what position head, do you want to play in my not, head? I was a wide you? receiver. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was pulling double moves before it was a thing, but like, whatever. Okay. Not so, better yeah. at all. No, at I mean, all. for me, the, the, the answer is quarterback or know, option sadly, quarterback. Yeah. That's the dream. Sadly, sadly I'm five, nine. So the dream of being a quarterback was, was never possible, but obviously being like Bragg said, being quarterback is the dream, but um, I played corner as well and i loved playing corner i was the corner that never shut up i was the corner that always fl- i mean again i was Shocking. just i was just absolutely intolerable if i was if i was the other team i was you know if i could get away with a slight crack block i was going to do it um again i i was i was an absolute menace out there um on the edge and i loved every bit of it so that's right. it that's all the randos great deal good deal all right seth all right, we got a full uh, podcast sack today. All right. Um, spent way too much time this weekend watching the Combine. Is it good or bad? It's bad. Like, does it really help, or are they just looking for reasons to not pay these people? What do you mean? No. Like, so, like looking for flaws so that you can justify moving a guy from the second round to the four, things like that. Seems like they're more looking for nitpicks than they're looking for actual football players. Gotcha. You mean like Kenny Pickett's hands? Bingo. <laughs> so uh, Kevin Bowen put it really, really well. Uh, and he said, as the league, Kevin Bowen on, on ESPN Indy, um, he, what he said was, and it made so much sense, was, now there's such a sample size with analytics that you can pretty much put all of it together to find out what their successful percentage is. He like has had Colt scouts kind of break it down. Um, this year is the first time I've seen percentile really used and it's been blasted all over, uh, you know, Twitter. Um, so I think as they go to advanced analytics, I think it is more um, predictive than it's ever been. Um, but I enjoy watching it. I, I think it's fun. Uh, I went one day. One day was enough to go for me. Uh, but I, I enjoy it. The NFL draft is also like one of my favorite things um, out of out of all sports. It's definitely like a top 10 event for me. So I, I get into the combine. I get into the draft. So I like it. I'm, I'm just not a combine guy. I don't know. I'm just I just... I don't, I don't know. Jerry Rice ran a four, seven, a four, seven. There's 350 pound defensive ends that run four eights. So our defensive tackles are in four eights. So I don't know. Does it matter a little bit? Yeah. All right. Um, And it was, uh, what was it? Haskell. Who was a Haskell, the Ohio state quarterback? Haskell was Haskett. Haskins. Yeah. DJ Haskins. Dwayne. Dwayne, no, Dwayne, Dewey, Dewey, Dewey Haskins. There we go. That was Current the quarterback. Pittsburgh and, Steeler. And Marcus Bailey was the clinch at 42-20. Haskins two minutes floating to go. around. Man, you guys like thick quarterbacks, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the, the obvious one is, is Ty Fry a better re- pro receiver than David Bell? And then like what well, the combine would say. The combine would say. The combine would say, yeah. But then but you everything look at the stats and you look, at, you look at tape and. I would at least beg to differ. Well, yeah, All right. Yeah. Uh, my other question here. I would who, take David Bell over Ty Fry. In the NFL, would, in the NFL, no, I wouldn't. I would take Ty Fry Fogel in the NFL. 
Why? Because you think he can help you right away as a returner, at least maybe? I think that if if you, okay, if you put them in the same spot, so if either one of them are going to get drafted in the same spot, go to the same team, a good team is going to throw the ball. Ty Freifogel can make those get up and get it catches. He can make those possess. He's more of a possession NFL wide receiver than I think David Bell is. David Bell reminds me a lot of Rondell, but without the injury history. So I don't, I mean, I think he'll be a better version of Rondell Moore that is in the NFL. And I don't know if maybe that's because Rondell Moore stuck at like wide receiver 37 in Arizona, <laughs> but, or whatever trash offense they're trying I'm to run. buying the dip on Rondell Moore in his sophomore I would year. Too. I think, I think yeah. with AJ Green gone, I think Rondell Moore is going to be a I draft Seth, did I draft him? You did. And you rubbed my face on it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had, cause I had Kyler. So I was like, yeah, I'll take Rondell Moore late. Yeah, that was your attempt at a stack. Um, all right, here's here's my other one. Who on the current IU roster will be most impressive one day at a future combine? Is it McCullough? Right? McCullough? That's, that's the obvious answer I was thinking. I cannot wait to see that kid play. Um, I don't know. I mean, Sean Shivers shakes me as somebody that could. I mean, he's very small. Um, Omar Cooper's an athlete. Omar breed. Cooper. I always forget about Cooper. I don't know why. He had some sick dunks last week, too. If you get some. Dude, the guy is just a freak. We didn't talk about this with Latham. Latham played legitimate high-end basketball in he, Indiana, yeah. too, before he was. Um, where did he, where did he go to Pike? No, that was David Kinney. North Central, maybe, for Darius Latham. He was either North Central or Pike. So either way, there's a huge basketball schools, and he also played there as a starter. So, um, yeah, that's a really good question. Mullins North Central press in the combine um, safety position. No tight ends. White. I mean, Simmons, maybe um, DJ. What about DJ Matthews? What if he's back fully healthy? Do you think he, I think he could be a decent slot? wide receiver in the nfl he's way better no offense to these guys because i love them both but i would i think skill wise he's way better than uh win and um who's my other guy i'm gonna wop so I don't, if he yeah. can stay healthy this year i think he'll have a pretty good season and a good shot at making the nfl yeah omar mccullough um are definitely definitely my two that's because i think freaks so that's, those are that's that's the way to go those are the answers for sure all right and uh sometimes you reach in your sack and there's a little bit extra um we are in the doldrums uh there aren't really any baseball's not coming back anytime soon we got march madness but then we're kind of i need something to watch <laughs> okay listen give me, give me something some, to watch some of our soccer teams aren't fighting to stay out of relegation zone like hey, yours hey. is so I'm going to continue to watch the Premier League. The Arsenal plays three times in the next six days. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Brandon. I mean, if you're talking after March Madness, um, the Masters, I don't know if you're a big golf guy. I got I wasn't, but then over COVID, um, golf was like the only thing on. Um, so I got into golf betting. You can if you hit a few, oh, you can make some money. Yeah. Um, so the Masters is on in April. Um, let's see what else. April's when hockey playoffs. I don't know if you've attached is there anything I can to a binge? Like, do you have? Ne- I'm thinking about trading for the Canucks. Oh, that's what. No, well, I, I have. I have issues right now. Oh, you have to find a new one, don't you? Yeah. Join the pan wagon, baby. Hey, how'd that game go yesterday, Brandon? Four three loss. Yeah, that's right. That's right, baby. Ice cats. Pause up. Um. So. Yeah, join join the pan wagon. Come on down to Florida. Oh no, we need to keep you out of Florida. Never mind. With your past history, yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm allowed back. Should probably stay out of South Florida. Maybe Jacksonville is more your vibe. Oh, <laughs> Jacksonville is nobody's vibe. Come on, man. It's, uh, the Tennessee fans might argue with you on that one. Uh, when those guys right. were right at home. Assholes. Um, my my sack is empty. I got. All right. Good. Thank God. All right. Be sure to check out the pot on. Oh, you know what? I want to go back real quick. There were a couple. Uh, now I got rid of them. Never mind. I'm just ignore what I'm saying. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at podcast LEO. That's where the teams will be posted. Once Brandon tells Seth who's on his team. Um, it's at podcast LEO. 
Be sure to download, follow, rate, review on all platforms, and we'll talk to you next week when we bring a little bit of March Madness. Well, I'm sorry. We'll talk to you next week when we might be the only IU-related March Madness that you can get. Um, (laughs) You guys are going to... Well, it did help. It did help at time of recording. Time of recording. Wake Forest has lost. Xavier has lost. Those are two teams on the bubble. It's a skinny Maybe bubble. Maybe they burst. Maybe they burst. The and pre-COVID Brandon bubble. Listen, listen. If you're the NCAA, what do you run on? You run on the the blood of young men that were previously never paid before. But you run on money, right? Who's who's bringing the money, Seth? Who's packing Dayton's tiny little stadium <laughs> during a play-in game of a, a twelve versus twelve? Dayton versus Xavier in a play-in game. Obviously, no, don't be an idiot. No, no, no. No, these freaks. Look at the numbers, baby. These freaks. Dayton I mean, versus Xavier, matching up. Us freaks. Us freaks would drive to Dayton an hour and a half. Michigan versus IU round two next Wednesday. Oh, I don't want to stare at Hunter Dickinson for another another two hours, let alone another four hours. Please, no. There is something going on. Yeah. Um <laughs> Until then, uh, we will. Uh, yeah, we'll do I don't win this draft. It's ridiculous. There's, it's because it's nobody likes you. Um, ridiculous. We love you guys. Elio. 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 He said it. Vote for me. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day, and Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio.